Welcome to the Women's Wellness Psychiatry Podcast. I'm so glad you're here. I'm your host, Anna Glazer, MD, a reproductive and integrative psychiatrist here to help you make sense of the complex world of women's mental health. If your goal is to improve your emotional well-being, find fulfillment, and feel like your best self, you're in the right place. Welcome, my listener friends. In this episode, we'll be talking about how bipolar disorder is linked with premenstrual symptoms. I chose this topic as I've had several patients in recent weeks come to see me regarding premenstrual worsening of their mental health symptoms and asking how that might relate to their bipolar disorder. And so that's the reason I'm choosing this particular topic. I do want to ask all of you listeners to come up with topics as well. I'm very open to suggestions for certain themes, psychological conditions, anything related to reproductive and integrative psychiatry, anything that you might be interested in. Maybe you have a specific question that you want answered, and I'm happy to do so. I'm happy to dive into the details of whatever your question is about. So please feel free to send me an email, send me a message through my website, and let me know what you might want to hear about on this podcast. Please also take a moment right now as you're listening to give me a rating and a review on either Apple Podcasts or whatever format you use to listen to this podcast. It really helps others find this content, and I would really appreciate it. Now let's dive into the topic of the day, premenstrual symptoms in bipolar disorder. Bipolar disorder is a very broad diagnosis. We have technically bipolar type 1 and bipolar type 2, and those are distinguished based on whether or not an individual has ever had a manic episode versus a hypomanic episode. There's also sometimes what is more colloquially referred to as bipolar 3, which is often thought of as a type of bipolar disorder or symptoms of mania or hypomania that's induced by certain types of antidepressant medications. Now, the different types of bipolar disorder have varying degrees of severity and varying amounts of impact on functioning. And it can be treated in many different ways with a really broad range of treatment options, anything ranging from general outpatient treatment all the way up through inpatient hospitalization. There's also an intermediate level of care, and I'm just going to mention that briefly here. Intermediate levels of care are intensive outpatient programs or partial programs that lie in between routine outpatient care and hospital level of care. And the reason I'm mentioning that here is because one of the programs that I'm developing through Women's Wellness Psychiatry is an accelerated treatment program. It's an intermediate level of care. I mentioned it briefly on the last podcast, and I'm going to just briefly expand on that a little bit here, because if you are or someone you know has bipolar disorder and is pregnant or postpartum, this could be a really good treatment option. The Accelerated Treatment Program, or ATP, is a really unique program that's structured to be complete and comprehensive in just four weeks. So rather than one weekly psychotherapy session and occasional medication appointments over the course of many months, you get it all within one month and can feel better much faster. This program is really unique because it also doesn't require out-of-home childcare planning. You can do it virtually in the comfort of your own home. It's highly specialized care that's catered specifically for perinatal mood and anxiety conditions from a team of experts in the field. And it has this condensed, structured, and accelerated frequency of sessions 
with a virtual format so you're comfortable at home as opposed to being in a hospital or clinical setting. You also can get immediate in-home practice and application of some of the parenting and attachment tools, and that really allows for important mother-child bonding and attachment and feeding continuation. It also provides a personalized home program to use after the completion of the four weeks, and the treatment is in a safe environment with no risk of COVID exposure, as I know a lot of my postpartum moms are very concerned, understandably, about COVID exposure. And it uses a really integrative treatment approach, medications, non-prescription biological options, cognitive behavioral therapy, dialectical behavioral therapy, psychoeducation, nutritional psychiatry, and many, many more things. And so it's really highly customized and very unique in that way. There's going to be a number of informational sessions for those of you who might be listening and who are clinicians and work with individuals who would benefit from this type of program. I'm doing a number of informational sessions throughout the month of August, and you can pop onto the website. I'm going to include a link at the bottom in the show notes where you can go to the ATP program website and take a look at information for clinicians, including signing up for some virtual informational sessions. Back to the topic at hand. And again, the reason I expanded on the ATP is because it could be a really valuable treatment option for women with bipolar disorder who are pregnant, postpartum, and struggling with an episode. Now, in episode 12 of this podcast, we talked about the difference between PMDD and PME, PMDD referring to premenstrual dysphoric disorder and PME referring to premenstrual exacerbation, an exacerbation of whatever the underlying condition might be. In this case, we're talking specifically about bipolar disorder. Go back and take a listen to episode 12 because there's a lot of valuable content in there. The reason that we're talking about this relationship between premenstrual symptoms and bipolar disorder makes sense in the context of the neurobiology. Estrogen modulates our neural function. So it makes sense that when estrogen and the other gonadal hormones change in the body, it can make a woman more vulnerable to mood symptoms. And those with bipolar disorder are particularly vulnerable to those kinds of fluctuations. That actually explains the increased risk, for example, of postpartum symptoms in women with underlying bipolar disorder. And it also can explain the increased risk of symptoms around perimenopause. And here, the premenstrual symptoms, as well as a possible sensitivity to oral contraceptive hormones. That's something to keep in mind if you're someone or know someone with bipolar disorder, and you're considering taking oral contraceptives, or maybe you have an experience in the past of taking oral contraceptive hormones for whatever reason, you might have more sensitivity to some of the mood fluctuations that sometimes women experience when taking those types of medications. A few months ago, an article came out in the Archives of Women's Mental Health, which was a really interesting narrative review that looked at the relationship between premenstrual symptoms and bipolar disorder. It took a look at 22 different articles and kind of compiled that data. And that was done several years ago. And what was important about it is that it was prospective. It recruited individuals for the study and took a look at their symptoms over time, as opposed to retrospective, which takes a look at people's reports of what they had previously experienced. And there can definitely be what's called bias, certainly retrospective bias and 
memory challenges and trying to remember symptoms from the past. That's what makes prospective studies really valuable. So anyway, the STEP-BD study included several hundred women. It actually included men and women, but in this case, we're just talking about the women. And of these several hundred women, in those with premenstrual symptoms, they actually found higher rates of depressive episodes and other bipolar episodes, along with more symptom severity and a shorter time between episodes. That's another study, another really important and large study that confirms the fact that there is this link, this association between premenstrual symptoms and vulnerability to those kinds of mood changes in individuals with bipolar disorder. Here's a couple of things that are really important to note. Diagnosis can be really hard. The diagnosis of premenstrual exacerbation or PMDD in the context of bipolar disorder is challenging especially when there are frequent and cyclical mood changes. It's hard to know, are these cyclical and frequent mood changes, are they related to the bipolar disorder? Is it a rapid cycling bipolar disorder? Or could it be hormonally mediated and a PMDD-like syndrome? It can be really hard to make that diagnosis. And I've had a number of women, especially in recent weeks, who come to see me with a diagnosis of bipolar disorder that's been over the course of their lifetime, maybe years or even decades, but only recently did they figure out that perhaps there's also the cyclical component that needs to be addressed and needs to be treated, and that there's a PMDD or PME-like type of syndrome on top of or related to the bipolar disorder. I think that oftentimes what happens is the bipolar disorder is diagnosed, but the premenstrual exacerbation can sometimes be missed. The other challenge, in addition to diagnosis, in individuals who have the combination, is that treatment is a challenge. If you remember back in episode 12 when we talked about PMDD, one of the key types of treatment for that is actually certain kinds of low doses of antidepressants. However, those are often contraindicated in bipolar disorder. And so we have to consider other treatment options. Now, there definitely are other treatment options, and you're welcome to take a listen to that episode where I talk more about that. But those include things like cognitive behavioral therapy, exercise, and certain supplements. There definitely are treatment options to consider, but it is more challenging than individuals who might not have a co-occurring bipolar disorder. Now, we're still studying the neurobiology of how these two conditions relate. One of the most important pieces of advice that I can offer you as listeners is the value of symptom tracking. If you get nothing else from this podcast episode, this is what I want you to take away. If you are concerned that you might have the combination of premenstrual exacerbation of symptoms and bipolar disorder, one of the most helpful things that you can do is do symptom tracking. In order to determine what is the pattern, is there a cyclical pattern? And to do that kind of symptom tracking prospectively, meaning starting today and moving forward for at least two months so that you can take that data to the clinician that you're working with and talk to them with this data in hand about the potential diagnoses and different treatment options. Hopefully that this episode has been helpful for you to think about the relationship between premenstrual symptoms and bipolar disorder. Hopefully you've also gotten some value from listening 
to the new accelerated treatment program that we're launching at Women's Wellness Psychiatry. Please feel free to take a look at that website. And again, I'm just going to reiterate, I'm definitely open to suggestions for topics for this podcast. Feel free to shoot me a note, ask me a question, throw a topic my way. I look forward to speaking with you next week. Thanks for joining me for this week's episode. As you know, my goal is to share with you the most helpful information that moves you towards emotional well-being. If you have suggestions or questions, I'd love to hear those. And I also always appreciate a rating that will help others find this valuable content. I'm looking forward to connecting with you again next week. Please note that while I am a clinical doctor, this podcast is not a substitute for nor should be taken as medical advice. No specific health advice is being given on this podcast and no physician-client relationship is created by you listening to this podcast. All information provided on this podcast is for informational purposes only.